Hey, welcome to the sixth and final episode, for now at least, of You But Funny. Hope you've been enjoying this. We've been walking you through the formulas, the tips, the, track, the tactics, the mindset of a comic, of a stand-up comic, and how you can use comedy formulas, get that emotional punch out of your content for whatever kind of business you're in or whatever you're selling, promoting, however you want to get attention. This is really powerful stuff. I'm Kevin Rogers. That's Max Ham. Boom. Finish line, finish line, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're here and you made it. I hope you've been binging. I hope you've been uh, enjoying and sharing. Again, where you want to be is copychief.com forward slash funny to get all the goodies associated with this. Max, some good stuff's been coming out lately about comedy and going deeper into the craft. There's, of course, all kinds of great specials. The Jerry Seinfeld special, Comedian. What's the one? Talking Funny which is a sort of a, a conversation between Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock. And uh, I always forget the British dude. Ricky Gervais is really great to, to really understand how comics think. You recently went through Steve Martin's Masterclass. Steve Martin teamed up with Masterclass where they bring some of the greatest people to ever perform a certain craft or perfect a certain craft and teach you how they do it. And Steve Martin, one of the greats, of course, recently did one on comedy. What were the big takeaways from that? Oh, man. As, as most people know, Steve Martin's a comedy legend. And a lot of people remember Steve Martin only as Steve Martin, the actor. But what a lot of people miss out is that Steve Martin actually used to be a great stand-up before he got into acting hardcore. Mm -hmm. And now he took this partnership with Masterclass, which is basically an online course. And he did... Stand-up 101 style class with a small group of students who are either beginner comics or people who just have a couple years in the game. And he took them under their wings and, and basically wants to either teach them to go up on stage and kill the first time they go up there or hone their chops a little bit more. And <clears throat> one of the biggest things, maybe there's a two or three things that I, that I was blown away by in, in Steve Martin's masterclass. And he said this one thing about your material as being your baby. Right. Mm. And he said, don't ever fall in love with any bit as if it was your baby, mm. because you might go on stage, try the joke out and it will completely bomb. And now you have an emotional attachment to this thing. And it's, it's just bad news from there. So you want to write from the perspective of, OK, this is good enough, but I got to see how this goes. You know, I got to yeah. I got to put eyeballs on it. Mm. And as Kevin, you know, no joke comes out perfect. I mean, we talk about magical moments of inspiration these are really rare sometimes things just come from the from the ether but for yes. the most part it's it's writing rewriting and revising right yeah 100 percent. you know and, and again this is what's so fun about being a comic is that your receptor is always open you're always going hey if you got one floating around up there <laughs> you can go ahead and drop it right in here and yeah. but it's funny because a trained comic First, they get excited when a, a finished joke falls into their head. And the next thing they do is get nervous that, wait a minute, uh, is this somebody else's bit? Like, am I just remembering somebody's bit, right? And then we just start reaching out to all our comic friends going, hey, have you ever heard this? Yeah. <laughs> Has this been done? <laughs> and so, yeah, it, you're right. It, for the most part, and again, we do this in that Wednesday workshop, it's just honing and honing and honing. And, you know, in Copy Chief, we say nobody writes alone, but... Nobody jokes alone either. You know, yeah. it takes that feedback. And it's nice if you don't have to get it only from an audience who paid good money 
you know, that's one of the hardest things, Max, as a, as a stand-up is, you know, figuring out when to work out the new material, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you've got a great crowd in front of you, even if you're on a guest set, you want to kill. It feels yeah. great. That's why we do this. We want to kill the room. And you're like, oh, man, if I drop in that new thing, it might or might not work. And it's, I don't know where it goes in the act quite yet, right? Yeah, especially and, and, if you got to follow somebody who just destroyed the oh, room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you got no choice. You're yeah, like, oh, you well, no, no, no new stuff tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ego yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, so Steve Martin, yeah, you talked about just, just don't. You know, I like that. Don't think of it as this perfect thing that, you know, needs a needs a baby carriage to yeah. <laughs> that you have to protect. Like put it out there and see how it does, see how nimble it is, see how it takes a punch. Yeah. And another point that builds on that is and, and this is a great tip too for entrepreneurs and marketers, because sometimes when things don't pan out our way, we tend to blame the audience. Even even comics sometimes do that, right? Mm -hmm. Ah, the room sucked. These oh, people the don't time, have a yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is uh, you probably could have done better. So his his whole his whole philosophy was if things didn't turn out the way you wanted them to, just go home and write better jokes. Mm -hmm. So as an entrepreneur or marketer, go home, go back to the drawing board and figure out a different strategy, figure out a different angle to whatever it is that you're promoting. And, and that's something that, that I remember him going, reiterating time and time again throughout the course. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, again, and it kind of goes back to with the thing of like, kill your babies. Don't, don't, you know, fight for something that people are going, yeah, we, we get it, but we don't care. Right. It's just like, <laughs> all right, I guess you, every comic has the thing they go. I just heard Mark Maron say this to James Hetfield on, on his podcast the mm -hmm. other day. He's like, I had this joke that I could never get a laugh with. It never got a laugh, but I loved it. Right. Yeah. And it's just some simple line, but every comic has a bunch of those. It's like, Oh, I got, I got this thing. And they'll try to give it to other guys. It's always nice. It's like somebody saying, this tastes like shit. Taste it. You know? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, here's a bit I could never make work. You can have it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go embarrass myself with it for six months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and there's another, I, I had a chance to talk to my buddy, Jim Brewer on the Truth About Marketing podcast, which we'll link for you over at hoppychief.com forward slash funny. And that was really great. You know, Jim Brewer, if you don't know, from Saturday Night Live, he was Goat Boy. He was famous for his Joe Pe uh, Pesci character. Yep. Just one of the funniest guys you'll ever be in a room with. And I would put him up against any working stand-up, pound, pound for pound, what he does to an audience, honestly. And I've been in this game a long, long time. I've never seen anyone kill as hard as Jim. I've seen other people come close. There are some some real killers, you know. Kennison's guys were like the greatest club comics. Carl LeBeau and Jimmy Schubert. These are guys who annihilate the room. But Brewers just got this thing, man. It's his characters, and it, it, you never see what's coming next, you know. And it's just, you know, you compare that to a guy like Jim Gaffigan, who's funny, definitely yeah. funny, but. If Jim Gaffigan had to follow Jim Brewer, it'd be it'd be just brutal, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's just another level of funny. It's gut funny. Your people are bent over, wiping tears, yelling because there's this. <laughs> they're ha talk about an emotional impact. They're just howling with laughter. I mean, that's an amazing thing to be able to do to another human being, right? 
Yeah. And he says it himself, you know, when I go on stage, I, I want to hurt you, you know? Yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah. That's all he cares about. It's like, you know, if he's going to show up and do this and you went out of your way to show up and pay money to be there, he wants to hurt you. And man, he does it. Like it is very clear that that's the mission he's on. And so, you know, average effort, average results, you know, go, we, we, once you start getting comfortable with this, like, just keep thinking, oh man, like how, how hard could I kill? Like how funny can this be? Right. It might be different. It might be nuanced what you do in video, but if you really get into this, man, it starts getting good to you when you just really want more and more feedback. And I recommend, you know, look, if you're into this, if you've been listening and you're committed to injecting more comedy into whatever you're doing, that means that there's a comic in you. And I recommend doing stand-up. Like, just write a few minutes, go to an open mic. I don't know how you feel about performing live. Chances are, again, that you're, it's an interest of yours. You're probably performance-driven. Like I am, like Max is. We get excited when there's a gig coming up. You know, I, when I got a gig coming up, a, a bigger gig, man, I fantasize about it in the shower, right? I'm like <laughs> envisioning what it's going to be like to walk out on that stage, you know, and to crack that room with a laugh. And it's just the most exciting, it's the greatest gift in my life as far as, you know, my performance driven self goes. So man, really get into this and challenge yourself. And uh, just think of it, Max, if you can kill a room you know, a live audience, even if it's 12 people, if it's 200 people, if it's 2000 people, if you could kill that room, how easy would it be to be funny in a video or on a podcast? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's night and day. And now that you're, you're armed with a, with a formula that works and, and it's been tried, true and tested. So it's, it's pretty easy to get up there and, and, and try it. Even if you don't go do live standup, pick up that iPhone and shoot the video and try yeah. it out for yourself. That's just it. Just have fun with it. Again, yeah. you don't have to go do this. I'm just saying if you're somebody and this is really exciting you, I would say follow it all the way down. Just go find out, right? Again, we said it in an earlier episode. If you've ever said the words, I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy, I believe you are obligated to go try it because you may be great. You may be a great comic and you'll never know and you'll be robbing yourself and the audiences of that, that experience. It's That's too right. good to pass up. People can say, I did stand-up comedy. Exactly. So, so few people in the world. It's, <laughs> it's really exciting. It's the um, number one fear for people. It uh, is. It goes yeah. before death. And, and you know, you and I joke about the Jerry Seinfeld bit where he says, yeah. <laughs> at a funeral, you'd rather be the guy in the casket than the guy doing the eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Public speaking, number one fear. So again, if you can overcome that and be funny, oh my God, forget about it. You just write your own ticket, you know, through life. um, Just to leave our our, our listeners with a a tip, give yourself freedom to to suck. Yeah. As we say. Yeah. That's okay. And, and like we said, no joke comes out perfect the first time and it's actually fun to try it out and get eyeballs on it. It's not as, as, as much of a disaster as you think it is. And as soon as you just let loose and give yourself the freedom to be bad, it, it, it becomes easier than you think. Yeah, exactly right. It really is in the letting go. And that's why, that's why improv is so powerful. You see improv a lot more as a, uh, a team building tool, 
yeah. you know, a lot of copywriters have taken improv classes because they just want to open up their minds different ways. It's a really great lesson in sales. Just, just the simple rule of yes and, right? Somebody gives you an objection rather than pushing back. You say, yes, that's a great point you make. I'm glad you brought it up. And here's why it's bullshit and you need to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but stand up is a little bit of a different animal and even more powerful, I would say, if you can, because now you have to actually kind of develop material and start thinking funny rather than just being in the moment. That's right. Yeah. We talk about Carlin, you know, reinventing yourself as part of the game, he says, Max. Yeah. So one of the things that we discussed in an earlier episode was Carlin's evolution. So yeah. as, as you know, he started as a suit and tie comic, he was doing the Ed Sullivan show, the, the Murph Griffin show, and then boom, 10, 15 years later, he's full-blown George Carlin with a ponytail, angry at the world, telling you how it should be like. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's kind of part of the game. It, it, you might start out thinking that this is your persona or this is what you believe in. And then a year later, you're like, wait, I've never seen it this way. Let me try it out. But now you'll have the confidence to try it out because you know it works. So the next yeah. time you're feeling like this isn't, you, you're not being true to yourself. And this is probably where you are at right now with, you know, if you're an entrepreneur promoting a personality-based business and you're feeling that there's all this professional stuff and, and you're feeling stiff and it doesn't feel inspiring, then it's probably time to reinvent yourself with some humor. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. Or at least, at least try, just see, right? You know, you can't be boring. And again, you've got the frameworks here now to do it. We gave you punch, counterpunch, the four Ps. Again, there's lots more in the full training at how to be you, but funny. You can get it all at copychief.com forward slash funny. So get over there, come interact with us. We want to learn from you, how this resonates with you and how you're using it. This will only help us be better teachers. The more you proactive with this stuff. I'd even love to see your attempts. If you, if you make some videos and you're like, all right, I'm definitely not posting this on Facebook yet, but I wonder what Kevin and Max think of it. <laughs> Show <laughs> us it, man. I want to see it. You know? we'll, be, we'll be gentle. We'll be gentle. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Max, great stuff. Thanks for doing this with me, man. And lots more to come, everybody. Get on over there to copychief.com forward slash funny, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, everybody. Go sign up. Let's have some fun.